0: This is the Iowa State Athletics SideCast. This SideCast is brought to you by VanWall Equipment. Visit any VanWall location today to test drive the full lineup of John Deere compact utility tractors with the power and versatility to conquer anything this season. I'm John Walters. Today's SideCast is our weekly roundtable discussion with our Cyclone Radio Network team. Eric Heft and Ryan Harklaw join me to take a look back at a great win at Kansas State. And look ahead to a great opportunity this week against number eight Oklahoma State. We hope you'll enjoy our roundtable discussion. You guys, want to start off today with uh, kind of some milestones that are going to be accomplished with this this football game, and it really tells you a lot about the success that Iowa State's had in recent years. Brock Purdy's going to have his 40th start on Saturday. Greg Eisworth's going to have his 40th start on Saturday. Any Wazirich is going to have his 40th start on Saturday. Mike Rose is going to have his 45th start on Saturday. And you talk about at the heart of everything that's happened here over these last four years, five years. Those are the guys that, that, that have been right, the, right in the middle of all of it.
1: You know, and Coach Campbell likes to talk about when if you're going to be successful in the big games, your your A players have to play like A players. You know, well, that's a pretty good group of A players to start with, right there. And how instrumental they have been to this resurgence and great success of the Iowa State football program. It's been it's been fun to watch for sure, and I'm still enjoying it. And I can't wait to to see them out there Saturday in really one of the bigger games they've had an opportunity to play in.
2: It is. And, you, and Eric, you look at this Like we talked about it the last couple of weeks is the how spoiled we've been as part of this rebuild. And when Coach Campbell came here, he it was a rebuild um, when he got into the program. And we've been spoiled with bowl victories. We've been spoiled with bowl trips. We've been spoiled with nine win seasons. And the heart of those wins and the heart of us getting this thing turned back around are those individuals you just talked about right there in the cyclone nation has to understand you have to be very thankful for this crew because they are the ones that came in as freshmen when it wasn't looking they were believing they didn't know and they're the ones that got us to where we are today where we are taking the next step with recruiting classes but the recruiting classes coming in today are coming in because of that group right there that you just mentioned so i'm extremely thankful for them and the program and fans i believe should be as well because they've spoiled us through this rebuild talking to, to coach
1: john and i we were on the, the coaches show monday night we talked about something that he brings up and that's player driven leadership so it's not just what these guys have done on the field but what they've done to change everything around the program and be leaders and for, for some of these guys they were leaders as freshmen freshmen sophomores which is you know sometimes the case but not always and now they've established a pattern of leadership I think, throughout our program that is going to pay big dividends even when they're gone.
2: You're right, Eric. Think about back to the Oklahoma State game, Brock's freshman year. We walk into that stadium against a tough opponent. We're like, how do we win this game? You know, it felt like our backs were against the wall at that time. You know, you're going with this unknown freshman quarterback. Yes, he was a high recruit. Brock came into that game. And everybody fell in love with them after that game because of that moxie in that that just I'm going to win no matter what not, attitude.
1: Well, not to mention the pump fake.
2: <laughs> right, and that's where it was – yeah, right, that's where it was revealed. The pump fake started at Oklahoma State. So I'd love to see him pull a few of those off this week uh, against that defense. The
0: Beyond the Line of Scrimmage pump fake is the best pump fake and uh, still seems to get the job done, but – You know, that game at Oklahoma State was so fascinating because Brock led touchdown drives on five of his first six possessions. And ever since, he's been that guy in that huddle. And we saw him at Kansas State play just a brilliant game. And I think you guys described it best when you said he was in control of that game. can't imagine the confidence level that this team has right now as an offense with Brock in control like that in that huddle they got to feel like they're going to convert every third down. they got to feel like they're going to score every time they get the football. That's got to be a great feeling.
1: He's really hit his stride. And each year, it's taken just a little bit of time, whether it's meshing with something different or just kind of getting back in the flow of real live game competition. But he's gotten better throughout the course of the season every year. And this year, I mean – I think the Kansas State game was maybe the most complete game that he's played. He's had some great games for sure. Just the control over everything out there, the the calmness, the patience, and certainly give the offensive line and and the running backs credit for giving him time to throw the football. But he knows when he's got to move out of the pocket. It's just like a surgeon, the way he played Saturday. He's going to have to be probably that good to win on, on this Saturday coming up.
2: He will. Erica, I agree. He was he when you say calm that that 18 play drive in the third quarter, that defense had no clue what was going to happen. They didn't understand if there was a run. They didn't know if it was RPO. They didn't know if it was pass. Do I blitz? Do I not blitz? It didn't matter what they were trying to do. Brock had an answer for him. And I, I, I think that was his best drive in his career where he had a defense on its heels. He's had some maybe bigger drives you know at key parts of a game but when I say best drive I I haven't seen a defense so confused you know in, in, in a long time as I did that Kansas State defense on that long 18 play drive in the third quarter which kind of put the game away because they ate up like 10 minutes o'clock, clock took the whole third quarter from them and any chance of a comeback from Kansas State in that one drive so I agree with you 100 he was on his game on on Saturday
0: Today's Sidecast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are proud to support Iowa's farmers in the field and Iowa State Athletics on the field. Oklahoma State has kind of had Iowa State's number despite that one one in Stillwater. Why do you think that is? Sports
1: sometimes are about matchups, you know, and and maybe Oklahoma State has been a tough matchup. I I, I don't know that that's really true. The games have been close, and Iowa State's had opportunities to be in those games and win those games. You know, first of all, Oklahoma State, you know, if if you go back over the evolution of of where the Cowboys were five, six years ago, I mean, they were an unbelievable offensive team and just okay on defense. I think the biggest difference is their defense – and we saw it last year for sure. That was a really, really good defense that Iowa State played against down in Stillwater. And Iowa State really, outside of a couple big plays for a long time, had a hard time uh, really capitalizing, you know, against that defense. So, you know, I, I think it's the improvement of their defense. Their offense is always going to be good, you know. So they've become a more balanced team. And the more balanced you are, the more opportunities you know you have to win. I think Iowa State can match that balance this year. But once again. Hats off to to Mike Gundy and the Cowboys because they've made a play when they had to make a play, and we haven't always been able to make that play in this particular game.
2: Oklahoma State, to me, has always been that athletic team in the Big 12. When I say athletic, I think when these kids get recruited, they don't even know where they're – they don't know if they're going to be a running back or a a linebacker when they bring them into Stillwater, and it's been that way for forever. I remember even playing against them and feeling that way where you're playing against that team, and – it was a field full of athletes. And they're all fast. They're all super athletic. And when I look at the, the Oklahoma State games the last couple of years, John, I feel like that is still what they are. When you have like Des Bryant's and Blackmans, the wide receivers, then you have Chubba Hubbard last year or, or the last couple of years, and you're having to deal with someone like that. They get these great athletes into their program. They've always been that way. Now, they, don't, they haven't always got over the hump of winning, but they're in a lot of games just because of the pure athleticism on the field. And I think you're going to see that again Saturday. They've got some athletes running on the field. Uh, a lot of team speed, uh, a lot of good athletes, and I think that's what's got them to where they're at today. There's not, like, the standout wide receiver that is Des Bryant, but there's also not a Chubba Hubbard, but they do have good receivers, good-looking at- athletic receivers and a good running back. And so I think that it's just their M.O. It uh, keeps them in a lot of games. and just their pure athleticism on the field at all times.
1: You know, it's kind of funny. I heard Gundy uh, talk the other day, and he was – talking about recruiting philosophy and you nailed it. That's pretty much what, I mean, he's bringing in athletes. And he said, we bring in a whole bunch of DBs, you know, maybe some bigger DBs or great athletes. And we'll figure out where to play them, you know, whether they'd end up being a linebacker. Some of them they have ended up a defensive end. I mean, these guys, that they see their athletic ability and they worry about the position later. And, and you know, it's a strategy that I think is paying off for them.
2: I agree. You look at number nine. So when you come into Saturday, number nine, I'm sorry, I can't remember his name, but he'd he'll, he'll be the walk-up defensive end or the stand-up defensive end. They run some, something like a three-man front, but it's more of a 4-3. Uh, where their one end is standing up, but he'll drop into coverage a lot. So it turns into a three-man front. I believe he came in as a running back or something other than defense. He for sure did not come in as a defensive end. He just looks like a really good, fast athlete. And they found a spot for him because he's one of the best 11 players on their team. And they kind of slid him into a spot, Eric. And I think that's – it kind of goes along with what he what he was saying apparently in that in that interview because watching film, nine does not look like a defensive end. He just looks like a great athlete. And that's how they use them, just as a pass rusher in different situations, and they drop them into coverage like a DB in different situations. So, again, it's just they're a very athletic football team.
0: Yeah, number nine is Brock Martin. You're exactly right in describing his athleticism. One thing that Eric mentioned a bit ago was the balance that Oklahoma State always seems to have in their offense. I think if you went back over the last 10, 15 years and said, okay, which Big 12 team always seems to have pretty equal numbers between the rush and the pass or maybe a little bit more passing yardage, but always can run the football. It's Oklahoma State. And you know Shuba Hubbard's gone, but, you know, L.D. Brown and Desmond Jackson, were going to be the guys, Then they get hurt, and they go to Jalen Warren, who transferred in from Utah State, and he's been great. They always seem to find a running back. And Jalen Warren at 5'8", 215, really compact, tough, physical, durable running back. Last four games averaging 27 carries and 165 yards. So it's going to be fun to watch this matchup of the running backs and the offenses to see which team has more success getting that balance and being able to run the football. That's something I'm really fascinated to watch on Saturday. Well, absolutely. You know, and Jalen Warren. Is really good. I mean, I've been really
1: impressed with him. He runs with with such tremendous determination. He's not Deuce Vaughn, and he's 5'8", and Deuce is a little shorter than that, but he's 215 pounds, and he can deliver a blow. He's pretty elusive, but he never gives up on a play, and I've been really impressed watching him uh, over the last few weeks.
2: I agree, Eric. He does look good. I think where we have an advantage on Saturday, and I would say a big advantage is our defensive line against their offensive line. The last couple of games I've watched that offensive line, they're good and they're physical, but I just think how good our defensive front is, is going to be a big key to this this Saturday is our D line, I think can be very dominant. A lot of times they're not with two tight ends. Even they'll go with five linemen and then five skill position players. And they'll bring their tight end number 90 up on the outside of the, of the formation uh, right behind the tackle. A lot of times they don't put him up on the line of scrimmage. So he's not, really there to enforce on the run so our defensive line I think will have a big day on Saturday uh, I do believe we have a big advantage up front and that's going to be key to shutting that run down and turning them into a one-dimensional team and make them pass the ball
1: I really love our defensive line I think their offensive line's okay I think if you flip it and it's like can our offensive line dominate theirs? so I think you know that's going to be the big thing the running game is kind of the meat and potatoes of this matchup if you will but to be honest, I just think the winner of this game is going to be the team that has the quarterback who makes the plays and the fewer mistakes because I think there's going to be quite a few third and six, third and eight. Can Iowa State get enough pressure? Spencer Sanders is a good quarterback and he can make all the plays, you know, but he can also make bad plays too. And I think if you can influence him somehow, confuse him a little bit get a little pressure I think that's one of the real keys uh, to Iowa State winning his football game but yeah obviously if you can run the football and get yourself in, in more manageable third down situations the better off you're going to be but but I think this this game really sets up in large part Brock Purdy and Spencer Sanders
2: it does uh-huh. and I think you, you won't see us bringing a lot of pressure I don't believe Eric I think you're yeah. going to see us bringing three guys maybe four every once in a while to possibly spy him, because he will take off and run on you. Sure, absolutely. So th- there might be a linebacker sitting there waiting for him, but I think that you're right. You're 100% right. I think if we can, with the three-man front, those three defensive linemen, we can get pressure and control the run with those three, then you drop seven to eight into coverage. That's where I'm excited about Saturday. I feel like we do have an advantage on that side of the ball. With the- We have – that defensive line can be as dominant as I think they can be.
0: Let's expand a little more on that, Hark, because I think you could probably pull back out the game plan that you had for Jason Bean. Obviously, Oklahoma State's a lot better than than Kansas was. But Sanders, to me, the biggest threat with him is that it's third and eight, he drops back to pass, nobody's open, and he takes off and runs because he's so fast and elusive that he can convert those third downs with his feet. But I thought Iowa State did a great job against Bean, who had that same skill set. And I totally agree with Eric. I would love to see Sanders have to beat Iowa State throwing the football because I think eventually you're going to get a couple picks. You're going to be able to get some game-changing turnovers. But the big challenge is how much can you pressure him without allowing that lane for him to take off and run?
2: A lot of their pass plays that they are running in in different uh, route combos – are deep route combos. They're 10, 15, 20 yards down the field and they're towards the outside of the field. So a lot of times you you know, we've all seen this where Okie State will dump it into the flats, you know, wide receiver screens, in different plays to the outside or they'll go deep and do deep crossers. Well, what that does is it moves your linebackers out of the 10 to 15 yard and they got to get 20 to, they have to get depth for pass protection. Well, what that, what that does is if you're not in your lane as a defensive lineman it opens up the middle of the field for uh for the quarterback to run and i think that's where we're going to have to be really disciplined i think that fourth guy we're talking about may be a linebacker sitting about five to ten yards deep you're a little bit in pass coverage but you're not going to drop too deep because you need to stay there to make sure he's not going to scramble on you
0: cyclone fans i've been telling you about authentic brands superb Cyclone gear. But did you know that Authentic Brand by TCB Companies is an official outfitter of well known companies and organizations, including the iHeart Radio Group and Learfield? The style and comfort and great looks of authentic brand gear will give your professional image a boost. Outfit your personal and professional life in authentic brand gear. Guys, this is, uh, I'm saying this half jokingly, but is Matt Campbell pulling a little bit of a TJ Otzelberger on us and just playing one center and four guards and saying, okay, we're just going to run all of a sudden the offensive line uh, is four guards in the center. And it's <laughs> kind of fun to watch. I mean, Jared Hufford, I think was, was a nice addition. And what's, what's great is that Matt Campbell said Trevor Downing has been grading out really high, but feels like that offensive line is kind of finding itself right now.
1: The rhythm with which they're playing. I mean, offense has been able to find that rhythm. And I think the cohesiveness of that group, only grows over the course of the season. I know we had several guys back, but different positions for a couple. And, you know, of course, uh, Downing missed last year. So there's a whole bunch of new things, even though familiar faces, but different places. And I just think that they're really meshing right now. They understand what the guy next to him and the guy next to him are capable of doing. And I think that's that's probably as much as anything. Plus, it's a pretty talented group to start with.
2: It is, Eric. And I talk about Jared Hufford. What he brought, I thought, last week was the most impressive thing was how physically it was. I saw in a couple plays where he was able to physically take a really good defensive end of Kansas State's and move him uh, and physically move him out of out of running lanes. And Brees was really patient last week. I thought more patient than he's been in all season where he really sat and waited for those runs. And that's what, even that 75 play run to start the game. He was really patient. It took him, it felt like 10 seconds to get him out of the backfield. But when he did, the offensive line was dominant and had a great running lane for him. But Jared Hufford was a big part of that. And I don't know how officially he graded out, but I can tell you how physically he played. It was really impressive, especially for his first career start.
0: On football Saturdays, our John Deere run of the game is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Nothing runs like a deer, especially when supported by the team at Van Wall Equipment the Cyclone's John Deere dealer of choice. You know, we asked Derek Schweiger at availability on Tuesday's press conference. He was asked about what advice he gave to Hufford as a guard who's moved out to tackle himself and done that effectively. Derek's done the same thing. And he said, a lot of times those, those big, tall offensive tackles that are natural offensive tackles rely on their hands and their strength and their, their long arms. He, he told Jared, rely on your feet you know, that's, that's the advantage you have, rely on your feet. So maybe jump into that a little bit, Hark, on what the philosophy is on, hey, you're a guard, you're, you're usually playing in a phone booth. Now, all of a sudden you're out on the edge here and play to your strengths. It seems like that was Derek's advice to Jared.
2: It's it's interesting. It's both, it works both for offensive linemen and defensive linemen. And, and the feeling is, so I played on the inside off the guards as a nose, as a nose tackle. And, a few times I would get moved out to defensive end and it felt like I was playing free safety. You know, there's, <laughs> there's no contact. And, and, and well, what I, there is contact, but it's not like being between the, the, the guards and the center where you're just, it's all road grader business in the middle there. When you get out to the tackles and this is where I think Jared had an advantage. I, that's great advice, you know, using your feet because those big boys do have great hands. But what I'll tell you a lot of times, rarely will you go out to the edge on a tackle they're smoother they're bigger, taller guys, but if you can get physical with these defensive ends, they're not used to guys pushing and leaning on you like a guard will because that, that tackle is not built to do that. They're 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, to get leverage on somebody, they really got to drop their knees and their hips down to get low. You get a guy that's 6'4", six, 6'5", six, and a little stronger and more stout, and you hit a defensive end that's used to someone that's not as physical on the run, you, you, you actually have an advantage on the run game. Uh, with somebody like that out there physically, because those DNs aren't used to having more dominant run blockers, like a guard on them. And I think that's, that's very well. I mean, Schweiger, that's, that's great advice. I wouldn't have thought of it that way, but it does feel like you're in all the space in the world out there. And, and uh, obviously that paid off for him, that advice.
1: Uh, and the other thing about Hufford too, I thought the other day was the way he was in pass protection too, because that's totally different for that tackle versus the guard.
2: Uh, and I thought he handled that really well you're right Eric good call because that is where you're at the disadvantage as a guard you're not used to having to be long and le- it's harder for you because you're not as big long and lengthy to keep that defensive end off the quarterback because they get that edge on you and you have a six seven guy with a big wingspan they can create a bigger pocket than someone that's a little shorter and and, and a tighter wingspan but he did I don't I don't remember any plays where he wasn't able to keep the defensive end off the quarterbacks Brock was relatively clean by the end of that football game
0: well it's gonna be fun on saturday guys great opponent coming in homecoming hall of fame weekend great hall of fame class going in weather's shaping up to be really great it's gonna be a tremendous crowd i mean i don't know how you have a better stage 230 national tv this is uh this is good stuff coming up on saturday we really looking forward to it
1: yeah great opportunity to get a real quality win and against a really good opponent
2: can't wait it, it, yeah we need we need the fans this is a big game this is Every game from here gets bigger. This is probably the biggest game of the year. Um, and I know sometimes it doesn't feel like that, you know, because the Iowa game was earlier at home. This one's bigger. And we talked about it back then. This game is a big game. We need the crowd there, and we need a place going crazy because you get past this one, you get a win, you're on to the next big game. And from here on out, these last six games, are they get bigger every single week. So here we go. This is going to be a really fun part of the season for us. All
0: right, fellas, see you Saturday. All right, go Cyclones. Today's Sidecast was brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Stop by one of their locations and learn how to farm better, work smarter, and play harder when you run with Van Wall and John Deere. Thanks for listening.